after a while, like they started acting like they made music so you could add that in and all the other features on Fallout. Like, okay, StreamYard, we're gonna be yeah. the future of streaming here soon. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 107 of Cali Brick Click. And before we get started, remember you can find this episode on all previous episodes anywhere you find your podcasts Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. And like always, we have Claire, the plastic architect. Hello. We have Ninja. Whoop, whoop. And this week, we have a fellow Castle fan freaking up Brad. How's it going, man? <laughs> going good on yourself. <laughs> good, good. Representing the uh, Black Falcons and the Wolf Packs up in here. Dang, I didn't even realize that. You mean, you see that, right? I mean, this is my right. only Brick <laughs> Monarch shirt. I really oh, it is Brick like Monarch. This. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it is. I love the quality of the tees. Like, no. I may be sponsored by them, but, like, I absolutely love everything they put out. <laughs> like, you can see... I literally, my wardrobe seven days a week is Brick Monarch shirts. And then, as you can see, I have their signs and LED lights behind me. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. I absolutely oh, I love their on. stuff. <laughs> oh, I think my, my battery died. I can't even turn my... I have the light. Oh, I have okay. all the stickers. I have everything Black Falcon from them. So, okay. Like, I literally... Like, I, I, don't, I don't see myself as a hardcore Castle fan. I'm just a really, really big Black Falcon fan. Just because I'm... Just you know what? Full. I can respect it. I went full <laughs> in. I mean, the Black Knight's Castle was my first Lego set. So okay. and I recently just got that back. Uh, I, I I don't know why, but I came up on some like a bunch of OG castle sets from uh, Brick Snaps or Martin. So I have okay. a bunch of those. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I just have them. I have like a, I have a bunch of other castles that I've accumulated in my childhood time when I had them in the past. So I have a bunch of castle stuff. My lore about it's not really very very strong. I know like just some pieces of like watching your content and obviously Sans. Um, so like you know just. So my knowledge about it is not that vast, so I don't really, I'm not really a self-proclaimed, like, I know Castle a lot. I just like okay. Black Falcons a lot. <laughs> this is the thing. Lego Castle lore is one of the stupidest things. And I, I'm the person who advocates for it and makes videos upon videos about it. And I will say it is the stupidest thing. Like, I have to hunt down over, like, some, I want to call them, like, black market websites, maybe, just to find, like, snippets sometimes about something that I can use for my videos because, like, it's so crazy because every country did the lore differently. Every country like gave different stuff. Like if you look at the names of different set, like in different countries, they're different names actually. Um, it it's so crazy to understand. So it's for people who are like, oh, I don't know the lore. Yeah, I don't think many people do, except for the hardcore fans who are really digging into it, and then the people who watch my videos now. Like. <laughs> yeah like the index or, or like the the source material for a lot of this is like what on magazines that are very hard to find and like maybe a a, a commercial here or there but like and then a lot of it a box maybe from an old lego set like it seems art. like it just wasn't very intentional i think it's totally no it, it, it was from oh uh, really it was no, it so wasn't some, at all. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. I mean, Sorry. Okay. It's like someone didn't sit down, write it all out, and was like, okay, we're going to piecemeal this information. It was like, as you were going, let's like figure out something that works to sell this product. And then they inherently and unintentionally created a lore out of that. Oh, probably. oh it's yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, from 1984, when like the like Lego Castle like theme began, technically. So like, I want to say Knights Kingdom one, like that was just chaos. They were just like, we're going to make a theme, put it out and then maybe add some lore. And then every country is going to get some different lore and stuff. So yeah, it's like Magisto in Europe was Merlin. Um, and so there was like a whole bunch of stuff like that. So it's, 
again, it's it's really crazy. And then like later on, sometimes like I know Knights Kingdom 2 is heavy on the lore. They actually did a good job putting stuff together. And then some themes after that were like, we're going to give you a little bit. And then 2013 Castle, they just said, yeah, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to give you some sets half-heartedly that are decent and think that you're going to buy them all up. So <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite castle theme then? Uh, it depends what I'm researching. Um, top three, though, Lego Kingdoms. Okay. Because the 2010 theme, because that's what I grew up on. It was my first castle set I bought was from that theme. Um, and then Fantasy of Castle, the 2007 theme, is one of my favorites. I just love the orcs and all the fat, like dwarfs and stuff. I own all four of the castle. I actually own most of that wave, uh, and I own all four of the castles from it. So it's just, it's very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> okay, favorite castle faction then? <laughs> green dragon knights right there okay that there you go. I, favorite cool. color is green and they have just that solid like forest green type color with a little bit of sand green it's it's great i actually modeled my personal faction shield off of it that i use for my logo so okay. that's a hard faction to collect now like yeah I mean, and somehow i have over a hundred of them so <laughs> Dang. macari addiction was hard <laughs> See, the only, the only reason the why I got Falcons. into that faction was because of the Falcon Knight in the Joust mm. set. So I'm like, yes. oh, Black Falcon linkage. I, I, I'm going to get some of these guys. So <laughs> that, that's pretty much it. But um, before we dive really heavy into you, how's everyone's week bit? We're it's chilling. Rainy. It's, yeah. So, Claire, you're missing out over here. Like, <laughs> I'm there's really a giant upset, sinkhole like, down, the, down the freeway for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dang. Huge Did one. You, you think it's bad. Do you see what's going on in Northern California? It's, yeah, North California. Yeah. Like, the flood underwater. is crazy. It's like evacuation warnings. It's a mm -hmm. lot. Yeah, not great. Supposedly, I'm sitting like, up here in New York with like frostbite on the ground when I wake up right now. So, <laughs> for us, we yeah, our weather no, here no in case. California is just not consistent at the point where every year there's some sort of tragic like natural disaster, natural yeah. disaster that happens. <laughs> so last, you know, the past I mean, couple years was yeah. fires. Now it's rain. That's yeah, true. This is water and this then, time. True. <laughs> yeah, at least we have water. I'm, I'm assuming, knock on wood, it's not earthquakes next time. Because that's what I don't we're know, missing. Yeah. Water's not good, though. Water can damage Water's... a lot of stuff. People, mm -hmm. people are, are true. already a bunch of people have died. That, 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 yeah, that is really. true. Yeah, and I like, don't know. So everyone here in Cali, right we got two more of these storms supposedly like by, within the next yeah. two weeks. So uh, just be careful out there. Don't be like running Strapping. around. I like my wife was like, there was some kid that got hit that swept away with the water. I'm like, oh my god, well, stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. <laughs> just, just we work from home. Just, <laughs> just be calm. If the roads <laughs> flooded, don't drive through it. Just leave it. Mm. Turn around. I was worried. So I, I okay. So on Sunday I went for a ride with some of my, my brothers in the club. And we were going like, you know, we went into the desert and I in my mind to the destination where we were going, there are flood spots that I already know in my head will be a problem. So mm -hmm. as we're riding through, I mean, it was very beautiful. Like, you know, uh, it was sunny somewhat. There were clouds on the right side are like the range of mountains of like like um, Angeles Crest Mountains on the right because I'm on the other side. And then, like, the clouds and the sun's beaming through. You can see the storm stuck on that side. So it was really, really pretty and really serene in the air. Yeah was perfect because like it's not dirty it's after rain so but as we're like going down the freeway like tight formation <laughs> like literally if i mess up i'm getting run over vice versa if i mess up in front they're gonna hit me and there'll be a like a complete catastrophe as we're going down the road 90 miles an hour 
on like a two-way road i'm like we're gonna hit a flood in a second like what are we gonna do when we hit these dips when i know there's a river of water going through and like every time like i went over that hill to go down when i saw no water <laughs> i was i was like oh i'm gonna live i'm gonna live i'm gonna live but like there were a lot of patches on the side of the roads where they were just flooded mm-hmm. and like I'm like, oh my gosh, if we just took this ride like 12 hours earlier, it would have been really, really bad. <laughs> Either way, everyone out there who's driving and riding around, just be safe, especially if you're in Cali. We're not good. LA people are not good at driving the rain already. So <laughs> um, just be safe. But Lego wise, not much happened. It was a very quiet week. Yeah, no, we there was GWP like one GWP in. announcement and it was like the rabbit Easter. It's that Easter. You know, it, it's which a, one is the it? Chinese New Year's. Uh, yeah, uh, Chinese New Year. Yeah. Oh, it okay. happens every year. Okay. Right. It kind of. I mean, not great. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't mess with them. The Chinese sets came out. They're finally released. I've seen them yeah, in those North are America. Cool. Yeah. Are you Are you gonna pick up any of those? I mean, I thought I was going to, but no. I'm not. I'm not gonna touch them. I want that purple what? spaceman helmet, but it's, I'm that not paying whatever that is. Yeah. No, I'll just brick link <laughs> that. I'll pay the extra inflated yeah, price so on brick is that a, is that bad now that like instead of just buying the set because before a while back i used to be like i'm just gonna buy the set if, if it's super expensive no i'm just buy the set 120 dollars you know I mean? for one two like two pieces it's not worth it yeah, like no, that's not, not bad at all that's that's a good thing to just buy the piece you want yeah. rather than mm-hmm. a set you don't want for a piece you want yeah but then you and, have all those extra pieces but uh, okay yeah, okay it's like a, if, it's like if you bought the ten dollar set for the otters in lego city that mm. makes sense okay that we can sense, all agree yeah. Two otters, we're willing all the extra parts. That's fine. Hundred once it gets over like fifteen bucks, that's when it gets questionable. Like that's unless it's battle packs, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. $120 I think we'll have pack, a threshold. Mine was like fifty bucks. Fifty. I'm like, if I can spend if, yeah, if the, if the set's fair. close to fifty bucks, might as well buy the set. That's or fair because I've bought some three and one, Sorry. some creator three and ones mm-hmm. a couple times, and that's like mm-hmm. fifty bucks. So that's fair. But now I'm it at depends the point, what it is too. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. depends what it is. Especially if it's a minifig, but now now I'm at the point where I'm like, I'd rather just pay the inflated, dumb price of the piece because I have nowhere to put the rest of the set. <laughs> so twenty dollars for the purple spaceman. You buying I'll, it? I'll pay the twenty dollars for the purple spaceman. I don't need to buy the okay. what is it? A hundred dollar Chinese New Year set or one one something? I, I know it's I thought it was one twenty or something crazy. One twenty. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's a very good set. Don't get me wrong. I think it's mm. very solidly well made and it's a great design. But... <laughs> yeah. But, See, exactly. the things with me, I used to collect, or I, I mean, I did collect every Chinese New Year set as they came. But at the at this point, for the past couple of years, I've yet to build a single one of them. Like at all, I haven't touched it. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I mean, like, I have no reason for like it. When I, a lot of the sets that I got were like after the year's over, so I'm like, why well, I'm gonna build this? <laughs> we not, celebrate Chinese New year. year. No, I don't. But like, oh, it's just okay. like you know, <laughs> that it's technically the year of the you know year of the. Yeah. So like, I don't. It's gonna be weird if I build the year of the rabbit when it's the year of the ox. But not really. Yeah. They're still cool. Oh no, yeah, like, true. I built like but, the year of the pig one like later, and it was still cool. Was it like not the, the, like it wasn't like a pig? I mean, like it, even if it was a pig, it would have been fine. Like I've built a bunch of this. They're good sets. They're like there's no yeah like there's no reason. Cannot it's not like it. a Christmas set if you don't celebrate yeah. the holiday. You know what I mean? If you, and also, yeah, fair enough. Um, Chinese New Year like in a lot of countries like get, go into like February and stuff too. So you mm-hmm. it's like a whole month of stuff. So you could theoretically like you know, it's not just 
But I buy it like in like right before they retire. <laughs> so it's like I gotta wait like seven years to to do the <laughs> year of the rabbit again. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious. I don't know. Are you like thinking from like a content creation and like? No, no, from- no, no. I, like it's just like to have on display for the time period that it's out. You know what I mean? Because I do use Lego. But you like, have like your ninja. Okay. But like you have your Ninjago City stuff out, and even though that's oh, not specific enough. to yeah, you're like right. Chinese New Year, those like they kind of go they they the garden can, would look well, you know, do whatever They're, appropriation yeah. you want to do to put them together, you know. So there's like, definitely a few that would fit very well in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I mean, yeah. I built the ice skating rink last year, two years ago, I think, or whatever. Whenever that mm-hmm. one came out, because uh, I was working at the that's Lego good. store at the time, and it was a really fun build. I'm not gonna lie, I really enjoyed it. it had some really great building techniques. But I was just like, I'll enjoy the building process here so I can do it for free, but I'm not paying myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> take advantage. So speaking of that, let's just get right into you then. Yeah. So you work for the Lego store. I'm sure you'll probably bring that up. But I just wanted to comment that since we both worked at the Lego store, did you yes. purposely try to build so that way you wouldn't like want to buy it later so that we just knock it out the way? Because I did that a lot. Like if, I, if there was a set that was really cool and we had to build it, I'd build it and be like, I don't need this because I already did it. <laughs> A lot of times I wanted to build because it was something different and also so I was working two jobs at the time and usually like I didn't have a social life like I was usually going from one job to another I was never really having downtime so to me it's like it's kind of downtime I don't really have to do and I get to do one of my favorite things aka building Lego so it also helped me decide hey I really don't want to buy this set like the Barcelona Coliseum uh, Stadium came out Oh yeah, no. <laughs> it's so guys, never built that. It is yeah. so painful because it's literally building these bracket things that go all the way around. It's so painful. But yeah, uh I don't know. I just I kind of just built because it was fun and I could do something else. I didn't really have to deal with customers as much. So <laughs> you're on the yellow table building or did you do it behind the registers? Or in the back? uh <laughs> yellow table corner. We had like a folding table out front. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, you had to say hi to customers, but usually I didn't have to like check them out or anything like that. So mm, yeah, you're kind of just in your own spot. I yeah. I can see where like a lot of my like my team would rather be there, but like I would always like flip it on them and be like, hey, let them let the customers build. <laughs> so that way the customers will build for me, and then the uh, employee <laughs> can do what I ask him to do, like go restock the shelves or something, or go back up ring, <laughs> and then you know that customer will then hopefully buy the set when they're you know not able to finish it so that's right uh, i think i heard you say something about that you, you give them a little bit and then you mm-hmm. you take them away and they're like hey well, i want to finish this then they have to buy it yeah right and it was a thing like you know you're, you're encouraging what the whole thing is which is hey come come demo and come build this simple mm-hmm. truck that we have to put on display into the into the ribbons so like See you how know. I caught people is I got them on collectibles. So I'd get them like on the Harry Potter castle where you have to buy one part and then you really want to buy another part and then you oh, want to buy another upsell. part. Ooh, so okay. I would I would try to figure out how can like I would try to sell them one thing so that I know they would come back later and buy another. Because if you get if you hit people Sweet. with the right stuff, there's a part of your brain that clicks on and is like, I got to have that. I got to finish the collection here. <laughs> so. Wow, Dang. that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I would have loved to have any of my uh, my staff do that same exact thing. And I BSed friends set so hard. Like, I knew nothing about friends and Mario's, but I could sell those. Like, Mario is one of those where you could really get people to buy yeah, a lot of them so, if yeah, they got sure. 
So yeah, it's like right. my morals. I had to bury a little bit and just be like, <laughs> yeah, I hate this set with my whole soul, but I'm going to sell this thing to you. <laughs> but you won't hate it. No. Um, all right. So let, let's get into you. Let's get into your backstory. So well, what is your, your Lego story from the beginning? So I'm the youngest of six. So Lego was just kind of in my blood in a way because all of my siblings like my siblings had the original 1990 like x-wing tie fighter those sets like we had a lot of the old castle stuff too like we we had a lot of original lego um and so when i was growing up they just kind of built them with me and that was kind of what we did when you know sibling bonding time or my mom was like hey go go distract him uh they would take me and build lego because they enjoyed it too like and they definitely inspired me in different ways with lego um, and then when I was six, I got my first theme, which was Exoforce, which were my first two sets. I actually ha I bought them recently, so I have them right here. Um, but it's these two mechs. I got them for my birthday when I was like six or something like that. And that heavily set me on that Lego uh, path even more because I had them. Um, so did the whole shebang. I loved, I get them for like my birthday and Christmas when I could try to afford them or get money. I'd try to buy Lego. Uh, I loved original themes and that has kind of stuck with me. Um, I absolutely love like Atlantis, Power Miners, Exo Force. Like that was my jam growing up was original themes. I did love Star Wars, but I kind of like would cycle through themes every year. So I'd go like January would be Star Wars, February would be Exo Force, you know, maybe June would be Castle. I don't know. So I'd, I had a lot of fun and I, I definitely got a very round palette of Lego, which I really appreciate now just because it like helps me as a content creator just understand Lego and what people enjoyed about different stuff growing up too. Um, and then I went a little bit where it's like I went, I didn't stop buying Lego. I didn't stop enjoying it, but I stopped like definitely doing it as much around like 16 or so. Um, you know, I'd buy a set here and there and I get into it for a bit and then I'd go right back to playing a ton of video games and stuff. So like, it just really kind of switched on off. Uh, and then 2020, uh, it was 2019. It kind of started to come back. Um, and, uh, I had a, I was dating a girl at the time who really encouraged me in it. She saw it as a fun creative outlet. We were both star Wars nerds. So I'd buy star Wars sets. She started getting me back into like star Wars. So it's like, it was still there. It wasn't like a dark age, but it was like definitely more buried than it had been. Um, and then 2020, we get into that COVID and I'm just like, I want to, I want to start buying stuff. And I, and then I found Bricklink and that was dangerous. Um, cause I started realizing, oh my gosh, all these sets I always wanted in minifigures, I can get at the tip of my fingers and I'm making some big boy money now. So I don't know. So I started getting into it and it got kind of bad like i remember by my birthday later that year i'd bought in like the u-wing from rogue one and all these other sets like sealed because like i loved rogue one rogue one was my favorite star wars movie and i never got the sets for it so um yeah and then it just kind of kept spiraling from there until uh and i started doing content creation and it just kind of took off and now i'm here with a giant room full of lego and a lot more lego that i moved out with than i planned to so <laughs> Um, I feel like a lot of us can relate to like having our collections exponentially explode in like a small time, a small period. Oh yeah. Well it's, I heard, so, so there was a big thing about it on the, a, a study or something like that over Christmas, a lot more adults were asking for basically toys for Christmas, you know, and 
as 22 years old, I'm technically considered adult. So, you know, and the reason for that is because, you know, I didn't have the money for this kind of stuff growing up. Every set on my shelf was a set that I looked at in a catalog and drooled over just because I wanted it so badly. So then when I got to that age where I had, you know, full time yeah. jobs, I was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Going back to it, yeah, it's it's very easy. I feel like once you get to that adult age, especially with money, to blow up your collection very quickly. <laughs> so, like, what got you to? Because you're obviously a castle guy. So, what yes. made you focus on that theme? Um, so I had a little bit of it growing up. As I, I said, my siblings had some originals. I had a kingdom. My first set was kingdoms for castle. Um, there was some other stuff like that, but. I'd always kind of like like Lord of the Rings is one of my I think Lord of the Rings in my opinion is better than Star Wars like I've just always loved Lord of the Rings I love Star Wars but Lord of the Rings is just I grew up on it and so I always love fantasy and stuff like that uh, a lot of book series like that too so the blacksmith came out actually I got in Barracuda Bay and it, something started awakening me like okay you know I loved pirates and castle maybe I'll start and there was on TikTok no one was talking about those themes and that's where I was doing a lot of content creation. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I can start filling this niche. So I started doing a little bit of pirate content because I got Barracuda Bay. And it was such an awesome set. It was like a dream set come true of owning a pirate ship with sails. Like it just was such a good set. And then the blacksmith got announced. The Lego Ideas blacksmith uh, right there. And I was like, I looked at it and something just snapped in me. And it was like. I got to get back into Lego castle. So I started using Bricklink to order some castle figures, just like a few. Cause I was like, oh, I got to do it. And I bought that. And then just, it slowly started turning and turning. And then of course, like we got the three in one castle. And then I just like started buying up small lots. And I think it was like end of beginning of last year. I started going hard into it of just buying just Macari Bricklink and eBay, finding bulk lots of castle stuff and just buying as much of it as possible. Um, so yeah, it, it's just kind of snowballed. And then I started talking about it more and that I feel like once you start talking about something, you start just growing more of a love for it, especially when you start doing research into it. So mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, especially your, your, what, what is it? Your, uh, tavern talks, tavern talk. Yeah. So that is, that? so tavern talk is my, it's, it's, it's my passion project. Mm -hmm. It's my goal of wanting to tell the full history of Lego castle from the, 1979 yellow castle to the 2022 hopefully 2023 wink wink lego please uh, um you know 90th anniversary castle and so i'm going through and doing each faction each theme like do doing some videos that are overall uh themes some that are just factions every castle cmf if possible too and so that's it's kind of become my passion project and i started it march of last year um just because I was trying to get back into editing. And so I started messing around with it. And if you look at my first one to the one I made more recently, it's crazy, the production quality. But um, so I just really started moving on that. And so, yeah, it just kind of just turned into a passion project of me wanting to tell the history of Castle because I was looking everywhere. To, you know, we were talking about Castle Lore earlier. So I was trying to look everywhere for Castle Lore. Brick Media, and there's a couple small, like small videos out on YouTube that sort of talk about it. Um, at least when I was looking into it and there weren't a lot of people who were going in depthly into it. There was the rewind series that did a coverage of Lego castle, but it didn't talk about it very closely. Um, and it was just kind of like the guy's opinion on Lego castle. So I was like, I want a fun, 
I call it toilet time. You can sit on the toilet and watch these videos. Like, <laughs> cause I, I figured that's where most yeah. people are doing it. So, much. um, I was like, I want to make it very enjoyable. I want someone to be able to sit down and be able to come out of it with some new facts that they learned. Even if they don't love castle, they still learn something very enjoyable to watch, you know, audio and visuals that pop up on the screen and BFAB um, was actually a little bit of inspiration because he had done so many great things with what he was doing the style wise. And so I kind of took a little bit of that and inspiration from other creators and started doing the, you know, so my passion project. So yeah. yeah no, nice. Docu-series are, are great. Yes. I, very I've, seen, well. I've seen one on Bionicle. If Bionicle can't get one, then mm -hmm. Castle deserves one. Oh yeah. And my goal isn't to just do castle at some point, power miners, exo force, like exo forces up there for my top three favorite Lego themes they've ever done. So like, I would love to do that. And there's so many other, like, I just want to talk about original themes because it's right now, when you look at Lego and especially content creation, it's so star Wars heavy and there's no problem with that. And it's a lot of people enjoy star Wars, but I want to talk about something, you know, I want to talk about other stuff that I really enjoy. So yeah. Yeah, the Star Wars one on on here is a pretty big group. <laughs> yeah, it's also probably like targeted at you because of your demographic and stuff. Yeah. But there's definitely like I have no interest in Star Wars, or I have very little in it. Like, it, it don't worry. There's like other places. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I were you, I don't know if you know R.R. Slugger. Um, it makes really good content. Very like niche specific. Started with rock raiders and okay. really dive in and i would say that's like a really great quality of video to like be inspired by so um definitely check check them out very very good stuff if you if that's sure. what you like yeah because yeah. um i think there's like there's definitely a way to do content that like people can enjoy that's not like clickbait star wars stuff you know there's and well, just you know, clickbait in general well, there's something I think there's like if you want to have success on YouTube, you can't like um, pass judgment on clickbait, first of all. No, and there's a difference but... between having like a catchy thumbnail and clickbait. Clickbait is a fault, like a falsity there. Right. That means that like what you're clicking on doesn't have anything to do with what you're doing a topic on. I think that's really the negative that's side of it. Um, I mean, we have we have creators in the space now that are doing stuff that um, no one's ever really seen in terms of growth. And I think a lot of people are like kind of hating on it. And I mean, I'm not assuming like how you feel about it, but like I, I'm, I'm pretty reactionary towards that because it's only a good thing for the rest of the Lego space if more people see more Lego and are more interested in more Lego and want to like watch more Lego content. Like it only benefits everybody else. And I think a lot of people are like either jealous or threatened or whatever it is and are just like, you know, it's silly, but like, I, I don't know. That's, that's kind of like my little soap. My point is like, I would, I would even like, there's, there's no reason to not get inspired by that content and like, even like transition that into, you know, castle content as well. Cause that could be pretty cool as like, if that's something that you would be interested in. For sure. I mean, you know, Mr. B said it a while back on a podcast, like mm -hmm. if you sell yourself out, if you compare yourself to everyone else, you're not going to grow as a content creator. It's only when you work with others and stuff. And so like my primary goal, whenever I do content is to mm -hmm. focus on whatever, see what other people are doing and work with others, because if not, you're not going to grow. If you don't share what you've learned with someone else, like I'm very blessed to have quite a few mentors in the Lego content creator community. Yeah. Uh, like including mini superheroes today, who's just an amazing fellow. Um, but like, yeah, you know, 
right. I love, I got to see him a few weeks ago and I can't stop thinking about our conversation. So, um, but like, you know, if you don't work with others, you, you're going to fail as a content creator. And I've seen it happen before because community is what really builds. It's never, you know, it's, I do social media coordinating for my job. Like mm -hmm. we see what happens when you don't work with others and it's, it's really sad, but you know, if you gotta let your ego go aside, no matter what type of content you're doing. So yeah, I think like, especially these, like these tropes, you know, like mm -hmm. or whatever are never like good things regardless of the industry, but it, they're almost even more exacerbated in social media. It's like jealousy, uh, sense, hypersensitivity, taking things personally, judgment, and isolation are not great things, you know, and it's, um, it's really interesting to watch it happen. But I mean, who knows, let's, let's just see like what happens because there's, you know, there's, there's with social media, there's really big content creators out there. And it's like, you can't blame them for isolating themselves as well, because there's safety issues, the internet's a weird place, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like there's the you get to a gray area at one point right so which is which is a different conversation but um i agree i think when you're growing and when you want to have growth um i guess yeah like do you, what are your like personal goals for castle and for your youtube or tiktok or like all the platforms that you're working because obviously your full-time gig is social media so you like it sounds like mm -hmm. you like social media in general and like yeah. would you like to leave that and do your own thing or always have that on the side like what's what are you thinking it's all so I've been doing YouTube technically since I was like 13, which that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And I started off with literally pointing a camera and an iPad and playing Clash of Clans. And now I will never leak the name of that channel right. because my voice was going through puberty and that content is the worst content I have ever right. put so, onto the so planet. I don't think so, we, call, yeah. we don't call it content. I don't even know why you're why why you're calling it content. That is that is yes. a child on the Internet that whose parents exactly. probably should have not given you that phone to do that. Shout out to Clash of Clans though. I miss playing that game. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but but it, it taught me lessons. And that's what I'm trying to bring from this. Uh -huh. So it taught me a lot about what I wanted to go with it. Now oh, I, I thought, thought when like I, videography. Like with the, with the yeah. No, that. no. Well, I I I didn't I didn't know how to record the iPad. I wanted, you know, I grew up in the generation of people who are watching Minecraft YouTubers and be like, I'm gonna be that next, you know, I'm gonna be the next big thing out there. And so, no, mm -hmm. it's not always gonna happen. And until I found what I was passionate about and started using TikTok, um, did I actually go anywhere with it? You know, I had did that channel for three to four years and only had 75 subscribers. And I had a constant upload schedule at one point. So like, but they taught me something. And the more you do it, the mm -hmm. more you learn. And so, you know, I look back two years ago and the content I was making on my, what my boss recently sent me a screenshot for my first video. And I was looking at the production quality of that and looking at the newest one. And I was like, so much has changed in two years. Again, like I'm in a great studio type mm -hmm. thing with lighting right now because I was, I upgraded. I learned about microphones. I learned about cameras. I learned about lighting. You know, I went to college for this. So for the future, it's just kind of been like, I don't, I would love to quit the job I'm at right now. I, I love my job, but I'd love to quit it and do content full time. But I always know content's a very hard thing to make full-time sometimes too so you have to really make sure that you're in a good spot before you do it but what i've also realized i don't really care where my youtube channel goes as long as i can tell that story about lego castle right now because that's what i really care about is telling that story and getting that story out there so that young lego kids don't have to scour it and do what i did to try to make these videos and they can just mm -hmm. sit and watch it in one spot and enjoy that and learn something and that way i can share the passion i'm talking about now 
I would absolutely love it if my YouTube channel and my content creation took off in a way that I could do it full time. But right now I'm, I'm thinking realistically. So I have two, always two planes in my head of where I'd love to go with it. But right now it's grow it. And I'd love to tell, like if I finished Tavern Talk and then redid some of my older ones just to make them better quality and actually update yeah, them with better information. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe yeah, it's rewind. like once you check off like the, okay, I have this archived, like the information is somewhere, it exists and it's collated into this one space. Mm -hmm. Let's take that and re-edit it or redo it or do whatever. And then like, then like rebrand it so that like the information still exists, but then it gets out there even more because you yeah. can argue that like, even if you don't want financial success or like, you know, fame, whatever kind of success you can talk with like YouTube, you could even say that like the more people hearing about it, the better it is. And yes. then like the more fan fiction or whatever, whatever, how fandoms work, it could just like develop further, which would inherently support Lego producing more products that are within the vein of castle, which would be really yeah. cool. But when it comes down to it, so when I first started doing YouTube, it was for selfish reasons because mm -hmm. I was the youngest of six. I wanted eyes on me once in a while and I wanted some attention. I was like, you know where you can get attention right now? The internet. Okay. Yeah. Like it seems yeah. like every person's doing that. And there's still sometimes a little bit of that. You know, you always, you can, I don't think anyone can ever say that like they didn't, you know, they don't enjoy once in a while when a fan comes up to you and is like, I love watching your video. Like that brings me so much joy. And like, I so have it, it came to my house. That's what? <laughs> All right, a little recut little backstory. So my neighbor, he works with someone who watches my stuff, and they left work early for some reason. And they, my neighbor hit me up, like, "Hey, you know, blah blah." blah. I'm like, "Sure." Can he meet you? I'm like, "Yeah, just bring him to the house." <laughs> he already knows where I live, anyways. <laughs> if he knows you, he knows where I live. It's totally fine. So he came in here and like flipped out. Okay. That's awesome. Saying, I thought he just Lego? showed up to Yeah, like, might as well. You're in my house. Like, might as well come look at the Lego collection. I mean, you're a Lego yeah. fan. Like, let's 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 look at the <clears> stuff <throat> and let's admire it. And I love that. Like, I love, you know, going back That's to it. But like, I love talking to other Lego fans in general. Like, it, yeah. obviously, we talk to each other all the time here. You know, but there's oh, like absolutely. a little barrier where we can't really like you know fully truly talk about it. Um, but like when you see someone in out like physically that you can actually you know shake their hand and stuff like especially if you don't know them it's cool to talk about lego and of then course it is. Of yeah course no, it is. you awesome. call up my friends from high school and be like i'm really excited about this new video that i just uploaded and they're going to be so excited for me and they're going to be so supportive because they're good friends but like after that they could not give two f's Perhaps. Like, but exactly. no, they, and they, they don't understand either. I deal with this mm -hmm. all the time because, like, right now I'm in this transition period where I'm like, I got all these content creator friends who I can hit up yeah. anytime and we can have an amazing conversation about content, Lego, and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I got mm -hmm. like my high school friends, which I love talking with them. I hang out, but I like, you know, we hang out. I'm like, oh, yeah, guys, I just, you know, they're like happy I got to these milestones or whatever. But when it comes to the Lego, they're like, eh, no. It's cool, but like I don't really see it. Like, <laughs> no, some of them. The, so my friends are like older, so they're probably a bit more respectful than that. But they like come in, they're like, "This is so cool," and they're also like, they're also older, where it's like they don't care about being cool or whatever it is. You know what yeah. I mean? So they're like also getting back into it. So there's like a bunch of my friends that I got into the botanicals, oh, or nice. like some of them have kids, and so like, and so we like will get them presents as well. 
of Lego and they appreciate it. And like, I've, we've got, gotten some of our older family into it. And like this past Christmas, we brought like five or six Lego sets that like the whole family built together, like different, you know, different people. Like, so it was a lot of fun that like we bring that. So like, you can look forward to that later. Like once your friends like figure yeah, out the sure. stuff, you know, and like get like, like figure out it's okay to like, like Lego or like they'll, they'll get it because it's not, it's not this like weird niche. Like it's, no, it's, it's actually quite change a lot. It's changing a lot in the last two years, yeah. especially because of Lego masters and content creators, in my opinion, and TikTok, yeah, like especially. So. But also well, it's like, but in general, though, people are gravitating towards like healthier hobbies that are um, dexterity based and puzzles and all sorts of stuff like that, that like people are even after the pandemic, like people are leaning towards doing stuff like that. And also, I think, I think finding hobbies that people aren't like drinking and stuff like that is also becoming a little bit more trendy. Like it's, it, which is a, a good thing, um, especially for like really young people. So I, I think there's, th there's definitely like a trend in that direction, but, but it's not even like the fact that they don't love it or they don't appreciate it. It's just like, I don't know. It's the same thing. Like even when I was working like a hundred percent full time, like knee deep in arc in an architecture firm, um, I'm just consulting now, but when I was like heads down, I was so annoying because like, I'm so passionate about whatever it is I'm doing at the time that that's like all I can talk about. And my poor friends have like supported me through like every single wave of everything that I've been interested in my entire life. And so they're so used to it. They like come over and they're like, this is so cute. It's so cute. What they do is totally infantilizing though, which I, you know, I will give them that like, I'm not interested in that part of it, of the support that they provide, <laughs> but um, they still like to see everything. The problem is, is like I'll come complain to them like I do to our Lego friends and I'll be like oh my god we have so much stuff we have so much to organize we have so many shelves we have to buy we have so much stuff to do which is like a natural conversation between Lego yep. enthusiasts yeah. right we all have it there's so much to dust right and they're like okay just get rid of it like what like why are you accumulating <laughs> crap like if it's bringing you like stress get rid of it and it's like it's not that simple no. but it causes me more stress to get rid of it and even yeah. more stress to not buy it okay <laughs> Like so, so with me, like last year, 2022, every time I had to buy a present for somebody, whether it was a birthday, anniversary, or congratulations, it was Lego. And I've been that was like that was my promise. I'm buying everyone I know Lego, whether they liked it or not. The <laughs> the Christmas the Christmas I worked at the Lego store, I bought my whole family Lego sets for Christmas. Bought all my nieces and nephew Duplo sets sure and stuff like that. Was your family happy with it? <laughs> oh yeah, they they we all built Christmas. Uh, I bought a bunch of the Christmas Town sets and we all built them for Christmas, like around that time too. So they're they're all pretty happy with it. <laughs> I had I got a bunch of Marines and bikers into Lego. <laughs> My pride and joy yeah, I is I took an internship during college and I became very good friends with the, the person I worked for because we it was a freelance videography gig, basically. Um, and I he found my TikTok at one point because that's where I was originally doing content. And he got into it and he, he has two kids. And so they started getting into it, too. And he got into it where the point he bought the Millennium Falcon and stands from like wicked bricks and stuff like that and buying light kits and stuff so i got him in that deep and it's like my pride and joy that i was able to get yeah, like that's fun like when yeah when your friends or or someone like you know wasn't into lego get to a certain point where you're like okay this is no longer casual this is yeah. like you've gone to the point like you're on Bricklink or you're buying third party stuff or you're you're you bought a retired set from a place you know where only certain people know where to get it you're like okay how far is this fandom now like let me look at your rooms <laughs> and your closet how much lego do you have 
he sent me a picture of his desk recently and above it is all the like he buys a lot of the busts and they're just like all around the top like shelf just around the top of his desk with like a falcon sitting next to it i'm like mm -hmm. yeah not a problem at all like <laughs> I, don't, I, I love that it makes me it makes me like smile very like very big my grin is huge when like i have someone send me a photo that i knew for sure did not care about lego a year ago my bosses there's about 12 of us at the company i work for and so we're all very entwined and kind of into each other's lives and everyone knows me as like my desk is literally covered like i got the harry potter chessboard in one corner i got some like the buzz lightyear ship in another like it's covered so like everyone walks into the office and they know who's whose desk mine is mm -hmm. and they all just like they'll anytime anything lego happens so one of them has both of them have kids but one of them sent me a picture recently because his son had broken his collarbone and built the sonic set one-handed in for oh. in like four and a half hours which i gotta say is pretty impressive like i don't remember the last time i built a set one-handed but he sent me a picture he's just like hey by the way my son wanted to just like because i kind of sent him some messages of encouragement and it was just like mm -hmm. it brought so much joy because it's like i'm encouraging someone else in a hobby that i really enjoy and you can definitely tell they enjoyed it too mm -hmm. like i don't know I, I agree with you when you get a picture from someone it's just the biggest like just brings a very big grin to your face like do you ever get so in the same realm with that your friends mm -hmm. watching watching building your lego or lego um do you get it when they say that I watched your video the other day ever? Cause sometimes I get that. I'm like, why are you watching my stuff? <laughs> so and I'm like taking a back bite. Not as much. The biggest surprise to me recently is my parents. My, I guess my dad saw some of my videos and he's like, you got to come sit down in front of the TV with me. We're going to go watch you all this stuff. Cause it's really good. <laughs> and my mom knows tavern talk now and is a fan of it. And she loves it. She thinks it's the coolest thing. And she bought me for Christmas this cup to use for it because oh, I do like so intro and outro. I always hold a cup. It is. It, it's such like a that's dorky awesome. thing. But like the fact that my mom knows what tavern talk is means so much to me. And I'm like, why would you, you have no interest in this? I know you don't, but like, it's such a big deal to me. And like a few other friends once in a while do it. And I'm like, I, I you don't need to watch this. I know you don't care at all about this, but I do appreciate you watching it. One of my friends he's also like very you know we built a little bit with lego growing up he doesn't have much interest in it but he loves castle stuff and so he is a fan of tavern talk too like and he's just like every time an episode comes out i watch it because i think it's so i think it's so much fun and i love the editing style of it so i, I think I it's know. one thing too though like you know you have you have someone that you're actually friends with you know you know they're into mm -hmm. like a fandom of any kind it doesn't really matter what it is but then to kind of put it out there for like for everyone to see in a very you know formal presentation like thing where like you're kind of vulnerable in a certain way but like you've created something else out of it i think that's why your parents are really proud of it because like yeah. Oh my god, look what he's look what he's doing. Yeah. Like it's not just him filming uh Clash of Clans on you know yeah, exactly. on, on an iPad or something like that. It, like you literally, you know, it looks like you put in a lot of effort in the content. So to see that, like, you know, it, they're just it, it's an, it takes it to another level of like what you're doing here. Cause I don't I don't think a lot of people fully grasp, like a lot of my friends fully grasp what is on here until they finally watch something. They're like, oh, this is what you do. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're going back to it, you're just saying, you know, when you upload something, everyone can see it. Everyone from your coworker who sits next to you to, you know, some person you have very small interaction with can see that video at any time they want when it comes. To, that's a great thing about YouTube. You know, you can anyone can see any video. 
but it's also very scary because of that. Like, I'm not just, oh yeah, I'm a guy who, you know, I, I talk about Lego on the internet. You know, people are like, okay, that's cool. I talk about a very niche lore about a small niche inside the Lego community. Like, it's a little bit different trying to explain that to someone than be like, oh yeah, you know, I review toys on the internet. Like, people get reviewing toys. They don't get re talking about scouring the internet for days to find something about the black falcons like <laughs> i mean it's fun and people understand it after a bit and they like you know they get it but you know everyone talks about star wars and marvel like they they do get it but it, there is there is that small bit to it <laughs> yeah no 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 but like it's it's starting to become like acceptable to have these type of things out yeah I, I get very happy when someone tells me they're nerdum and they're, well, like you know what i mean niche content i i believe niche content is is the new normal for content right now. Cause if you think about yeah. it back in my day, you know, I was watching Ryan Higa or Smosh or people like that who are doing kind of comedy skits, you know, and that's still a thing, but I think more recently it's turned a lot into niche audiences. People, they have a niche that they love. They start making TikToks or something about it or Instagram reels or Facebook reels or YouTube shorts. And then they start, you know, be like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I actually got a following out of similar like-minded people. And then, you know, maybe they start talking with other content creators who do the same thing. And then they, you know, they, they upgrade to other platforms. Maybe they start doing YouTube videos or, you know, whatever it is, but niche content, at least from what I've seen has become one of the big norms right now for content. At this point, you kind of have to have something kind of get a foothold somewhere you know exactly. I mean? before you involved in something else. Cause otherwise, you know, like, you're just somebody else on the internet and how are you going to do it better than somebody else that's already doing it better? You know what exactly. I mean? Like how do you get that foothold? So the niche, niche is a way to go for, you know, as long as you can until you want to do something different. Um, yeah. But, but before we go too far into that stud buds. Yes. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that for a little bit. So that this is another fellow show out there. It's a live, it's a, I, I call it a podcast, but it's live. And it it's a, it's, a, it's another one of these um, uh, live stream shows that have evolved in the past couple of years because there are a number of you that can like you only count like maybe six on my in my hand like on my hands sorry that really do this well and stub buds is one of them so let, let's, let's dive into that so what is stud buds so stud buds is a podcast i do with matt mellish ethan the artisan uh so matt i know you guys had matt mellish on uh another point mm -hmm. ethan the artisan of course lego master season three and block studios uh who's another content creator out there in the lego world um, so the four of us met on very early on in our Lego content creation. And do you know Brick Blaze? Yes. Okay. So NWO for life, son. Yeah, Brick Blaze, <laughs> Brick Smith, those guys, they're awesome. Uh, they're actually the first people in the community to reach out to me. So I always give them props for that. They're they're very uh welcoming. But they had us on a show at different times, and you know, we all kind of stayed along, but we'd always stay after the show and start talking. And the four of us just really vibed well together. Like we really just were like, wow, like we all love the same thing. Like we all, you know, we were all, we we're all very close in age too, which really helped. Um, and so we got talking after a while, we're like we want something intentional. We want to be able to sit down with guests or do a Lego thing. And it's very intentional. We have questions. We want it. So anyone can come watch these who enjoys Lego and just have a good time, you know, and that's hanging out and listening to us. Like we want to make sure this is a piece of content that's, not just fun for the people on screen, but fun for the people watching. And so um, we started doing stud buds uh, and I kind of was pushing for it for a while of being like, hey, 
I guys, I really want to do something. I want to do something. The four of us, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. Matt was at first like, ah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I've done stuff like this in the past and it doesn't usually go well, which I'm really glad that like he agreed to it eventually because it's turned into like, we just become best friends out of it. So we started doing it and it's very intentional content as I call it. Like we come on, we literally, we spend like an hour or sometimes two hours planning out each show just so we can make sure that we have topics that we come in with. Um, So what kind of happens with it is we have different segments, we call it. So one of them is Maki time where Ethan will bring different mocks and sometimes we make a little game out of it. Uh, but it's to show off mocks in the community. Uh, we do an investment time, uh, which is like just Matt finds different themes or sets and looks at, hey, is this a good investment or not? And we try to do it with what's relevant right now. So like when Bad Batch was out, we talked about a lot of the figures that were influenced by Bad Batch. Um, you know, I do a tier list, which, you know, we go and rank old Lego themes and it's just my love of talking about old classic themes and introducing some that people may have not heard about. Like we just did life on Mars, um, this past week and I had heard about it, but I, wow, that was mm, some truly awful sets. Um, but like, uh, you know, Zane will do a, a trivia time and we have all these different segments and we started kind of building them over a while and each show has a couple different ones. And of course we talk about the Lego, what's happening Lego news wise, and then have guests on from everyone from Emmasaurus to, you know, we've had many superheroes today on to like smaller TikTokers that people kind of don't know. And we really just try to make sure like if we want to bring the small people out, but we also want to introduce the, you know, people, maybe other people haven't heard of. Cause a lot of our audience came from TikTok originally. So mm. we were, ah, <laughs> I recognize that sticker. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, 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 that's kind of the best way I can explain it. It's very like, we have different segments. There's always something that's kind of happening during it. And then more recently we've been trying to have discussion topics, uh, from the community to talk about. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the four of us and we just, we have a good time. It's, it's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. And honestly, like, if you don't want to watch it live, yeah, sorry, Eastern, <laughs> Eastern I should say that. Um, if you don't want to watch it live, it's always up on the uh, YouTube channel afterwards. So, no, StubBuds is one of those uh, shows or like streams, casts, whatever you want to call them, um, that I always have played sometime during the week if it's not live. And occasionally, like, I, I get on there and I, I lurk out like for a good chunk of it. And then I'll play it later when I'm at work the next day. Um, so it's good that you're at the point now because you're at how many episodes? You're past two years, right? Yeah, we did. don't count. We stopped counting episodes a Stop while it. back. Yeah. We, 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 past, we've been doing it for over two years now. Yeah. yeah, you're past two years. But it's reliable. Yeah. Because I've seen, I've seen so many other type of podcasts like pop up. And you you could just literally type in Lego podcast and see how many that pop up that don't, that stopped after like an episode two episodes, three episodes. So they can't get past like the, you know, the short time frame, or they well, go on hiatus for a little bit yeah. and they don't come back or it completely like, just like fizzles out. And I think when it comes down to it, the reason stud buds hasn't died out is because we always know, we always have, we have a general idea what our show is going to be. It's not just like, all right, we're going to get on and hang out and talk like, and that's, you know, that's not a bad thing to do. And that's I think us. they're, we just yeah, no, sorry. Like this, sorry, <laughs> not trying to target this out. Like Cold we always head. know that we have something that we want to talk about. Like mm-hmm. our, you know, uh, you know, whatever that's investments or what. And on top of it, we're friends. We're all, when it comes down to it, we're just friends. And I think a lot of people, they get on podcasts with people they don't know and try to start something. And so then, you know, in-house fighting starts or whatever it is. And like, you know, we fought, you know, we, we all admit we fought, but when it comes down to it, we're like, Hey, let's take a step back. 
because we want to be make sure we're still friends coming out of this and we want to make sure we still love on each other because like we're brothers at this point like you know we are Man. the four of us have just been you know when you stream every day i mean you guys probably know this when you stream every day for you know every it's like every week for months straight you become close like you cannot yeah. not become close because you just you know hanging out after the show or whatever it is so mm -hmm. i you know when it comes down to it, i think the reasons one of the reasons stud buds has just stayed around is because we're just friends you know we're buds like <laughs> no 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 that's so of the shows that nice. do this nice. um and the podcasts that do this that's pretty much the same kind of formula of mm -hmm. relationships you know what i mean like everyone is cool like there are there is friction every now and then which is good it's good to have friction you know what i mean yeah. like just like any other relationship out there but like they yeah. they power through it as any relationship should you know exactly so um what what like where do you see yourselves with that with that channel because you moved it all on one channel so you can find it on the stud buds channel yeah i don't we just want to just keep doing it like we all have individual goals like you know all of us want to kind of make content creation or a, a you know a full-time job if possible as i've said mm -hmm. but like when it comes down to it we just want to keep the show going you know i i don't we've been doing it for so long you know it's just like you know we can Number of subscribers could always go up, you know, number of people watching could always go up. But when it comes down to it, just we just want to keep it going. We want to keep having fun and we want to keep talking about what we love, which is Lego. So I, yeah. I know that's sorry, that's a little bit of like a throwaway answer, but no, it's no, kind no, of what it is. Like that's, that's essentially what makes it work. So I mean that's you can't hate on that. It's something to yeah. be acknowledged and and understood, just for in case anybody else wants to do that out there. So growing a podcast on YouTube is very hard unless like you're in the same room together and you have like four cameras and you have like very right. clicky outside community type of topics and for us lego is already a small community in comparison to the rest of youtube and let alone it's like long form content and for the most of it we're all in different rooms you know what i mean yeah um so it's going to be interesting to see what youtube does with podcasts soon since they have their own youtube podcast section now you know what I mean? Oh, that's my daughter. You know what I mean? So that's a new thing. Like, you, like I, it's in beta. So I know that they only have like the large shows on there. So I don't know what that means for everybody else. Um, because they did acknowledge that like podcasts are like people go to YouTube for podcasts and yeah. it's starting to compete with like Spotify, which is like, or what's the other one? Ru Ru I mean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts are both really big right now, yeah. too. But it's, but YouTube is starting to become like, you know, especially with like large podcasts or other like the Full Sand and any other podcasts like that, which rely heavily on YouTube. You know what I mean? So, you know, Joe Rogan obviously was at one point like that, but yeah. obviously he went to his own his other areas like Spotify and obviously their sponsor content. So like, you know, YouTube's definitely like un understands that it, it is something to, you know, to kind of capitalize on. Yeah. So and this year, I think I think. And like I said, it's in beta. Like you could literally type in YouTube slash podcast, and then you'll see all these, all these different shows that are all over the place. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see where they throw you know podcasts like ours and yours and any other well, similar shows like that. The, that the hard thing is we we have a very visual show. Like we have mm -hmm. PowerPoint presentations we bring yeah, in to pretty. talk about investments or whatever because we want to make sure you know you can see exactly what we're talking about. So it's like. You know, it's the hard part about us going audio only is if, you know, you know, YouTube did that where because are they trying to go audio? Only no, no, actually... no. They, they, they know that audio is a thing, but okay. they understand that people will still go to YouTube mm -hmm. with a visual. So yeah, and even Spotify, like 
for our Spotify, we upload them as video, so people yep. can watch them as a video. And for I mean, when you look at the analytics, people do. You know, I'll I mean? even like, hop on. Not... Like I'll hop on a, a a podcast on YouTube and just like close my phone and just listen. To yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. yeah and the same thing like, like when i go for when i go to the gym when i'm at work like right like when i'm working uh, doing chores all over the house yeah. i'm usually listening more so to shows and or podcasts than anything else and yeah majority of it's not lego but like a good chunk of it is because i can only you know there's only five six seven shows really within the lego community and you can knock it out in like a day <laughs> so like <laughs> you know you, you and then you go through like the backlog and then you knocked it out for like you know your next couple weeks are shot and then after that you really need to listen to something else and i like listening to music to an extent but like you know when i'm when i'm really grinding out i like listening to people talk about their thoughts and stuff like that my wife calls it weird too she's like what are you doing <laughs> she's like i'd rather listen to music but i'm like i don't know i want to listen to what what's happening in the world or what, what's happening in this community with that community what you know what the subbuds thinks about this set coming out and, or how lego is doing or what like you know go when brick world's like thinking about all these people doing this blah 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 etc 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 so like you know it's it's cool to have like different perspectives of groups and niche and niche and niches and clicks out there that have a perspective in different ways especially when they don't align like it's it's kind of cool to see like the other side of the story of like this argument done by another group mm. of individuals within the same community you know what i mean because yeah. your perspective of you know what lego does a can be totally different from the other side like from these two groups of you know creators that are like saying talking about the same subject and then this person talks about this one specific problem and dissects it and then now it's thrown to that side now we all have a more educated outlook of the topic yeah and i mean it's the reason especially like if you have a good podcast panel too like i mean stud buds we have Ethan, which is a mock builder and has become very well known for his mocks. Um, you know, you got um, Matt, who just loves, you know, the investment side of it and looks at so many different areas of Lego and the sets themselves. You got me who loves the lore and the, you know, original themes and the history of Lego because I'm a big history person. So, And then it's like, you know, I could say who's also got like a lot of other loves and interests of Lego, the displayability and all like he makes mounts for uh, sets like that you can mm -hmm. like hang on your wall and stuff that are amazing. So oh, it's like fresh. when you got a big group of people too that are talking about something like, we can talk about Ninjago and all three, four of us will have different opinions. Like <laughs> one of our shows recently, I went off on them just because I was like so upset. And like, they were just like, oh, well, you know, this is cool because of this. I'm like, parts don't make a theme. So it's like, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you can have a really yeah. good discussion and hear some really amazing discussions from every podcast because you get so many awesome people on them. So, and it's, and it's also interesting that makes you guys different as, as a group is that you guys are all really good at short form content. Hmm. And like, you know, now you guys are all making and have been, but now heavily focusing on long form content and you're taking what you learned in short for in short form into like a longer form, like type of story and like watching guys all do that at once. Like uh, it's, it's pretty interesting because, you know, for, for the other side of that, where a lot of people are on, on YouTube are used to just doing, you know, long form content and having to get used to like taking their idea and then shrinking it down to like three, eight, eight seconds. It's like a big shift, but like what keeps people's attention now is the quickness like what you know holding that holding the attention for eight seconds like the eight second rule like that's mm. pretty much what long form content is at this point like how do you keep people engaged in long form content and and doing it in stud buds i mean you guys are doing it well appreciate it <laughs>
yeah i mean it's it's crazy i mean short form content has really blown up over the last few years and there's i mean we're gonna even see a crazier burst of it with YouTube Shorts being monetized in February first. Yeah. So yeah. there's all this craziness happening with it, and if you don't, you gotta learn both. In my opinion, a good content creator can learn needs to learn both long form and short form. But how how th how those kind of work together because they do. And so when it comes down to it, content is content. Th there's a good general knowledge of content that you need to know but when you can learn how to use short form and long form very well it makes you dangerous as a content creator in a good way right. so you i don't know brings do. balance to the force right there exactly <laughs> yeah no so i don't know i think you're winning uh just keep up with what you're doing man but like you guys sure. are all yeah, sure. great at what you guys do I, I i follow all four of you so each of you definitely brings something different to the table and as a collective you guys are whole so that's it's pretty dope appreciate it appreciate um, it <laughs> and but and the fact that you guys are still going that's what's yeah then that's the thing like you're, you're still you're still grinding on it that's freaking great i, I don't it. know how there's some weeks <laughs> that i'm just like we're still doing the, i just like it's become like brushing my teeth you know you just you just do it at this point <laughs> like, routine yeah. like, like at least for it's kind of the same thing for us too it's like it's a way for us to, you know to meet people and then also it's like a little bit of like a social outlet for just like an hour or so you know mm -hmm. It's a way for me um, to week, stay in contact. Nice. <laughs> stay yeah, in contact. yeah. I feel like if we didn't have this, I, I don't know how I'd talk to each other. What's like? <laughs> I would love to have sit down calls with content creators like every day, if possible, because it's very interesting to get in other people's minds and see how they think. Mm -hmm. You know how I think about content is definitely how different from how you guys think of content. Like it's we all have different amazing things that we bring to the table, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. when it like, but you can't, you literally can't. Like people are so busy, everyone's got lives, but you know when you set time aside to do a podcast, you can really have some amazing conversation. So yeah, I think that the sociability aspect of it is like a huge part. Like I do my own show, uh, Knights of the Two by Four Table, on my own channel, which is. It's a, it's a play on King Arthur's round table as a kind of a joke. Um, and like, I just love bringing on people just cause I want to talk about castle with them. Like that's the whole reason I started doing like a live stream just on my personal YouTube channel. Cause I just wanted one place to talk about castle and meet other castle fans and content creators and talk to well, them. There's, so there's plenty of, of castle fans out there, which, you know, yes. if you go to any Lego convention, you'll see you and there's good reason for it. And yeah, you can be like, and there's so many different, you know, tiers to it, which is so cool. But Anyway. Oh yeah, my my best way is uh, I just walk around with Brick Monarch shirts at conventions. And like, oh, you're a castle <laughs> fan, and I'm like, exactly. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> Are you going to Chicago or you're going to just do Virginia this year? Uh, so my goal is about five events this year, if possible. I I'm, I'm trying to do as many as possible, but Chicago is the big one. And my birthday is that like same weekend. So my goal is Birth definitely that. Chicago. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, this sounds like a great as long as my job is, you know, doesn't have, you know, we, we don't have a conference or something that we have to attend that weekend. Like, I'm so going to be there. Uh, all the TikTokers, we, we set up Virginia as our big event last year. This year, we're trying to do Chicago and then also Virginia if possible. I'm trying to do that one, too. And then hopefully, I don't know, there's some smaller ones around me that I'd like to hit up. But I just I, I only got into the convention scene last year. Uh, I did two and I had so much fun. Uh, and I'm, I got to meet so many cool people and that was just like the best part of it. So I'm like, all right, I got to do more of these this year. I got to have some more fun. So <laughs> it's definitely hyped up this year for sure. So it's going to be cool to, to see you then if you're going to Chicago, you going to Chicago. Yeah, of course. Oh, let's go. Well, I we'll have to tickets, hang out then. tickets, tickets, plane, 
hotel set. I'm ready. Oh, let's go. So you'll see my <laughs> read my army. So you'll see the Black Falcon army in person. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's the only. I, I mean, it's, I am flying with it, so it's probably the easiest thing for me to bring. <laughs> I brought 300 minifigures to Virginia of Castle figures, so I can only imagine how how many do you have? It's like over a thousand. Right? I'm only bringing 11. <sighs> That's I, a well, lot. That's going to take you a while to set up still. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm organizing a way that shouldn't take me that long, but still it's going to be a pain. But I'm going to enjoy it and, and a lot of people will get to see it. So That's real. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah, for that. that. Well, um, I think that's a good place to end it. So uh, last minute plugs for anything out there. You want to go for it? I mean, check out my channel. It's Breaking Up Brad. Uh, if you love original themes and especially if you love Lego Castle, I'd highly recommend subscribing and checking out. Uh, I got a video coming out, two videos coming out here soon, and one of them is going to be about the troll faction. Uh, just because of the new CMF coming out, I had to talk about it. I was supposed to be done after Christmas, but then the holiday screwed everything up. Um, and then, of course, I'm doing a, I'm, well, not of course, I'm doing a, another video just kind of talking about every Castle CMF that was out, very brief little things about each. I'm hopefully finishing that one up. Actually, by the time this podcast should be up, that one should be uploaded. I think it's the same day um, I'm trying to go for. So that one. And then, of course, I try, I'm trying to get to once a week uploading, but you, you just hit it's subscribe hard. and you'll see it when it comes <laughs> out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, thank you for joining us for this episode. We will definitely see you soon. And uh, yeah, I guess what, what I do. Oh, that's right. I have to roll that music. Roll that music. Good night, everybody. Peace. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. I love it when someone knows how to talk well. It's so good.